So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. 2 Kings 2.13. He, Elisha, took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Yesterday, I referenced to you the fact that the plow of perseverance will always lead to the mantle of promotion. The plow of perseverance will lead to the mantle of promotion. Elijah found Elisha pushing a plow when he placed his mantle upon him. And subsequently, after Elijah followed Elijah to Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, and Jordan. Follow that same trajectory, by the way. Spiritual sons and daughters must follow Elijah's to Gilgal, to Bethel, to Jericho, and Jordan. You'll get a taste of the mantle, but then you have to go through that school of learning before you end up with the mantle forever. Now, it's critical that that plow of perseverance did lead to the mantle of promotion. The prophet Elisha finally ends up with the mantle, and what did he do? The first thing, I'm going to share with you three simple things that will take place as a result of you having a mantle. I want to begin by telling you this. You carry the glory of the risen Christ. You don't carry multi-generational curses. You don't carry drama and trauma and perpetual victimization. You don't carry excuses. <clears throat> you carry the glory of the risen Christ. That's Romans 8.17. That's Romans 8.30. That's 2 Corinthians 3.18. And you don't go from problem to problem, drama to drama, trauma to trauma. You go, according to the Apostle Paul, from to to. And that means you and your children and your children's children, you carry a mantle. And because you carry this mantle in Jesus' name, it's going to be different this morning. I just want to give you these three prophetic impartations. Because you carry this mantle in the name of Jesus, I'm not thinking, I'm not hoping, I'm not wishing. I know that every Ahab, Jezebel, and Baal will be defeated in your generation and your surrounding in Jesus' name. Because you carry the mantle. That mantle will activate the waymaker. One more time. That mantle will activate the waymaker. What did Elisha do with the mantle? What did he do? He didn't take a selfie and went, I have a mantle. He went with that mantle, which is the anointing, the impartation, the calling, the purpose. He took that mantle and the very first thing he did, I want to see if this anointing works. So he went to the Jordan and he did what his predecessor had done. On one occasion, Elijah went to the Jordan, whipped, hit the Jordan, struck the Jordan, the Bible says, with his mantle, and God made a way where there was no way. So Elisha shows up, goes to the Jordan. First thing he does, he doesn't go to Starbucks and drink that caramel macchiato or the almond milk latte or the matcha green tea, by the way. Very delicious, by the way. If you put, it's, it's the refresher for the season. It's a bente ice matcha drink, coconut milk with peach juice lightly iced. Anyway, back to the story. What did he do? He took the mantle, he went to the Jordan, struck the Jordan, and what did God do? I'm going to repeat to you so you can tell I'm not making this up. 2 Kings 2.14. He struck the water with Elijah's mantle, and he cried out, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Then the river divided. Elisha went across. God made a way. The first thing he does is, will you do it for me? like you did it for him will you do it for me like you did it for him 
Are you still the way maker? I'm here to tell you this morning, the same God that made a way for Elijah is right here right now. The same God that made a way for Elisha is right here right now. He is the way maker. Someone say the way maker. He will make a way where there is no way. So right now, if you're before something, if you're standing before something that is closed, if you're before a closed door, a, a medical report, a, a, a bank receipt, whatever it may be, I don't care what it may be yelling out and shouting in front of you, we serve the way maker. We have a mantle that will activate the, there's an anointing to see God make a way where there is no way in your family, in your home, with your children, in your marriage, in your health, and in your generation. Does anyone here need God to make a way where there is no way? Does anyone come in agreement with me in Jesus' name? This is going to be... Can, anyone, can anybody have crazy faith come in agreement that before this year is over, you will go through what right now may be closed and you will see God make a way where there is no way. He is the way maker. Isaiah 43, 16. I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator and the king. I am the Lord who opened the way. But listen, God says, forget everything I did before because it can't compare to what I'm about to do next. In the matter of fact, behold, I do something new. It's already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a way through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. He is the way maker. God is the way maker. And not only is he the way maker, praise be the Lord, he is the way. He is the way. When I was advising President Obama in November of 2015, I engaged in some egregious malfeasance. I Google that word, I found it this morning, copy and paste it, I didn't see what happens. I'm kidding. I, I engaged that, in an activity that was perceived by many as just beyond the bounds. I crossed the line. I posted on my personal Facebook page something so controversial, so counterintuitive to our current reality, so destructive to the sentiments. Oh, what a perpetual trigger in generations. Mm, woe is me. How dare I? It was Thanksgiving, and I just felt thankful because in Thanksgiving, we are thankful. So I posted something on my Facebook page. What I posted was so serious that it prompted many people to ask for my resignation, literally. Uh, things were being posted everywhere, social media. How can President Obama listen to this guy? He's a Jesus freak. He's a fundamentalist. He's a nutcase. So many things. How in the world can this guy have access to the White House? This guy's a nut. I'm going to tell you what I posted. It was so controversial. You ready for this? So controversial. I said, I am thankful this Thanksgiving week that Jesus is the only way. That was it. That was it. That's how controversial. That was 2015. Now they have Satan pride shirts in certain department stores with no, and, but I couldn't say Jesus is, well, here I am now. I'm in Maui. It's 2023. And just in case I stuttered, there are not five ways to heaven. There are not four ways to heaven. There are not three ways to heaven. There are not two ways to heaven. There's only one way to be saved. 
there's only one way to be set free and that way happens to have a name and it's not just any name it is the name above every other name if you come in agreement if you believe that Jesus is the way the truth and the life can you give him the best praise you've given him this entire conference Jesus is the way maker and he is the way and there is no other way but Jesus Christ the Messiah he is the way in the way through and the way out the way out of bondage out of failure out of sin out of defeat the way through the storm through the trial through the test he is the way into abundant life eternal life new life favored life glorious life victorious life the way in the way through and the way out number two this mantle it is the mantle that activates an unprecedented season of fertility bearing fruit you need to get ready you need to get ready to see God make a way where there is no way for more people to come to Jesus as Lord and Savior through your testimony than ever before I need you to believe that with me we need to see people get saved like never before you're not just an atmosphere shifter, you are an atmosphere creator. Wherever you go, you carry the glory of Jesus. Not just your cultural heritage, not your social economic background. God doesn't really care if you're GED or PhD. If you're body or if you're Beverly Hills, when you walk into a place, you carry the glory of Jesus. And wherever you go, believe it or not, I know it sounds old school, wherever you go, especially if you're part of this church, now knowing this church, knowing your DNA, wherever you go, Every devil, demon, legion, principality, and power of darkness has to flee. That's what happens when the glory of God shows up. This mantle is not for you to take a selfie. It's to see God make a way, and it's to, for you to bear fruit like never before. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 20. Elijah, what did he do with that mantle? The next thing he did, bring me a new bowl. Put salt in it. They brought it to him. The waters of Jericho were contaminated. People were dying. Women couldn't bear fruit. They were, they were barren. Infertility defined the landscape because the land and the water was rotten. So he came along and said, watch, give me the salt, put it in the bowl. This is what the Lord says. I have purified this water. It will no longer cause death or infertility. And the water has remained pure ever since. This is 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. I'm here to tell you your barren season is over. Where there was no fruit, there will be fruit. Matter of fact, this is crazy. Believe it or not, I've seen it happen. By the time you get home, wherever there was darkness, there will be light. Wherever there was brokenness, you will find blessedness. It is the mantle to turn right, the flipping of the script. And how does it happen? It's, it's the prophet Elisha looking at a barren piece of land via the conduit of the water and declaring it's coming to an end. In Isaiah chapter 54, verses 1 and 2, God speaks to Jerusalem. He speaks to his people who are in captivity. And he says, right now you're barren. You're bearing nothing. You're giving birth to nothing. In the matter of fact, those around you are giving birth to things and you are bearing nothing. You're producing nothing. But then God says this, do your biblical due diligence. I love this. God says, hey, you have nothing. You've been crying. You've been whining, you've been moaning. God says, using 2023 lexicon, flip the script. Sing, shout, raise your voice and praise, God says, because you are about to have more than those that have already received around you. 
This mantle is to activate your praise and your worship because your praise and your worship are forerunners. They are the preamble to the most fruitful season of your life. You're about to bear more fruit. All of your activities, mm-hmm, you will bear fruit. You, I said you will bear fruit in your family, with your prayers, with your worship, with your pursuit of righteousness, with the glory of the risen Christ in you, with you, for you, and through you. You're about to bear more fruit like never before. You're about to bear more fruit, but it's connected to your praise and your worship. So I don't want to double down on this. I won't get weird. Growing up, I believed growing up I believe that your praise and your worship expression were ethnoculturally culturally contextualized. What does that mean? Growing up, I believe that if you were of a certain skin color, pigmentation, or lack thereof, <laughs> whether you were monochromatic or very skittlebag, whatever it may be, that you would praise a certain way. So I believe certain people, if you're of this skin color, you would praise this way. If you're this, you're more stoic and you praise this way, unless you're from Alabama. Because they praise in Arkansas. But then I discovered none of the above. I traveled around the world and God opened up my eyes and God actually just speak to me and showed me something and said, no, 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 don't be, don't be, don't, dis- no, uh-uh. That has nothing to do with your praise. I went literally around the world, different continents, and I discovered that praise and worship have, it's nothing to do with the color of your skin. I discovered that praise and worship is actually, so I wondered why do certain people praise a certain way? Certain people, are, is it their personalities? Or, no. I discovered that praise is actually a mathematical equation. The size of your praise, the foolishness of your praise is directly proportional to the magnitude of the hell that God took you out of. I will repeat that. The size and the foolishness of your praise. Some people can't stop praising. I used to criticize them, now I don't. I discovered that the size of your praise is directly proportional to the magnitude of the hell that God took you out of. In other words, if God took you out of a little hell, then you probably give him a nice little praise. But if he saved you, if he delivered you, if he healed, if he healed you, if he turned you around and placed your feet on solid ground, if he showed up in your family, if he set your children free, if he shifted your atmosphere, if he broke generational curses, you don't give him a little praise. You give him the highest Are there any worshipers in King's Church in Maui County today who have the kind of testimony that give God their highest praise? It is the mantle. It is that mantle. And, and finally, are there any questions? It is with that mantle the prophet Elisha comes along. Not only does he activate the way maker, not, not only does he say, look, and release the fact All barren season comes to an end. Here comes fertility. Here comes fruitfulness. With that mantle, he unleashes fresh oil upon an entire family. Fresh oil. 2 Kings 4.3. Someone say fresh oil. Elisha, with that mantle, said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars. 
setting each one aside when it's filled. And they did until they ran out of jars, the Bible says in verse 6, and it was fresh oil. Fresh oil. I need you to, to get ready with this anointing to see fresh oil come down upon your family. I'm going to say that one more time for the hearing impaired. Get ready to see fresh oil come down upon your family. We are about to see our prodigals and sons and daughters run back home. We are about to see our children and our children's children serving the Lord. Oh, Pastor Samuel, but listen, that's wishful thinking. That's just encouragement. Praise the Lord. That's very Pollyanna-ish, but my kids are so lost and broken and drugs and atheists, agnostic, director, having issues with, with gender and identity and with acid reflux, whatever it may be. They, my kids are so jacked up and discombobulated. There's no way they're going to come to just, I mean, I've been praying and fasting for 92,000 years and I'm yet to see the outcome of it. I'm, I'm going to tell you a little story. We were in Sacramento. We were actually in Oahu, in Hawaii. We were in Oahu, my wife and I. We get a call from our team. We had a little Sabbath. My team calls me up and says, Pastor Sam, California, Sacramento. A storm came in, Pastor Sam. Why are you calling me? Because they usually wouldn't call us in our Sabbath. And, and why are you calling? He goes, we have a problem. What's the problem? Well, Pastor Sam, it's a soundboard. It's our board and our computers. That, that are part of our media team because we streamline around the world. We stream and everything we do on Sundays. I go, what's the issue, guys? Yeah, electrical storm hit the region. Didn't hit our building. Hit the region right there in the neighborhood. And our stuff, <clears throat> and I go, what do you mean? <clears throat> they went, Dup. I go, guys, wait a minute. We have standard operating procedures. Let's talk to our operations pastor and our media guy. What's the procedure? After every service, everything is turned off. To avoid this, Pastor Sam, we promise you we're not making it up with integrity. We did SOPs. We did standard operating procedures. And everything was turned off. Are you sure? Everything was turned off. How could it happen? PG&E PG &E guy came in and explained to us what took place. What took place? It doesn't matter if your stuff is turned off. When the surge comes in into the region, the fact that it was connected, as long as it's connected, it could be off, it will receive the surge. I don't care if your kids are turned off right now. If your kids are still your kids, when God gives you a word, that word will impact your kids. If your kids are still your kids, when God gives you an anointing, that anointing will impact your kids. So put a smile on your face because your children and your children's children and your children's children's children will receive the surge of the power of God that is coming your way. This connection is legit. The fact that the man of God with the mantle literally saw a family transform supernaturally through fresh oil to pay off the debts but the oil we know what it represents the anointing fresh oil we went through this that connection that mantle applying and activating the mantle during COVID is July of 2020 and COVID hit March and we are it's July 2020 and we had the most difficult moment of our lives Pastor Ava and I we, we lived it we, there's never been more a more difficult moment than that moment at that time, the former president, President Trump, appointed me to be part of a, a coronavirus 
commissioned the Heritage Foundation recruited me and I was the, the by the grace of God the, the only pastor part of the National Coronavirus Recovery Commission so we were writing policies for President Trump regarding coronavirus so we were having the CD calls to the CDC Deborah Burks and all that zoom calls getting the data the latest data from around the world all of that and so we were we were getting we were all part of that and then my daughter Evie gives birth to my first granddaughter Camila Mila and Evie has a little bit, her WBCs, her white blood cell count is usually in the low threes. Never needing medication, but always a doctor, keep an eye on it because it's low WBCs. When she gave birth, her WBCs tanked and she was hit with COVID. Same time, perfect storm. My millennial daughter, Evie, who shouldn't be in this situation according to the stats, ends up on a ventilator dying from COVID. I speak to the doctor and the doctor, matter of fact, my whole family ended up with, with COVID. I, I run um, and so I run a lot. And for whatever reason, I, like, I, was, I only knew I got COVID because after the fact, I took a test to see if I had, and, it, and it, it ended up in my bloodstream. So I didn't know I had it. The only sign I thought I had a COVID, one day I was walking to the bathroom and I got a little chill in my leg like this. I didn't know if it was Elvis anointing. I don't know if it was a Michael Jackson thing. I know that, so help me not making it up. I went to the bathroom one day, no fever, no nothing. I'm walking in one day, I go. And I started going like, like what is this? Wow. Evie ends up on a ventilator and it's California, super restrictive. And they wouldn't permit her. They couldn't, she couldn't even breastfeed Mila. It was crazy. The, the, the whole thing was just surreal. Her husband couldn't get close to her. Couldn't even, like the hospital was locked down, like, like a military, crazy stuff. It just, so I go in my Jeep Wrangler. I'm in my Jeep Wrangler, hat, sunglasses, on my way to a certain coffee shop whose name I will not mention. And, and I'm aiming and I lost it. I just spoke to the doctor. The doctor said, Mr. Rodriguez, if your daughter doesn't fight, and she doesn't fight, but I said, it's implied. She's a millennial. She went, you don't see, she had a pre-existing condition, sir. She's not your normal millennial. She doesn't fight. She's not going to make it. So I lost it. I'm driving. How can my daughter? She's my baby. So you want me to say I had the greatest faith. You want me to say like, oh, I prophesied, spoke in tongues for an hour. <gasps> nope. I was broken. I was broken. And I'm, talk, I'm driving, and I'm talking Douglas Folsom Boulevard, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm talking to God. I'm going, God, I don't doubt you at all. I go, not for one, I've seen you too much. I've experienced too much of your glory, your grace. I've been too filled with your spirit. I can't doubt you. Even if I wanted to, I hate the fact that I can't doubt you. You've been too good. You've been too real, and I can't doubt you, but this does not line up with what you promised me. I'm going to be honest, this is not part of the dream. It's not part of the vision. It's not because you, you, you from, her, from, the, from mama's womb, my kids are anointed. They have destiny, they have purpose. So I start talking. And then all of a sudden, I flipped and I went like, look, I'm not a baby. I'm not a kid. I'm not even Gideon. I'm not going to ask for some fleece and snippet. Oh, what? And I'm driving. And I'm going, you know what, God? Just give me a little something, something. <sighs> She's in ICU in the hospital. I can't see her. She has no idea where I'm at, what I'm doing. You and me, right now. This is me talking about you and me. Do something for me. 
I want you to send angels right now and invade her room. Angels, I said, angels, verbatim. I did not just say send your presence. I said, send your angels right now. I get a text from my daughter. My daughter doesn't know where I'm at, has no idea what I'm saying, that I'm crying, that I'm praying. My daughter is in ICU, on a ventilator, about to die, and what does she have next to her in her hands? Her iPhone. That's how millennials do it. If they die when they die, there's a good possibility an iPhone will be right next to them. Generation Z, an iPhone will be inside of them. Alpha, they will be born to an iPhone. The algorithm is there. She texts. Ready for this? That's why every agnostic, mathematical probability, watch God. Dad, comma. My daughter's text. Not knowing where I'm at, what I'm doing, what I'm saying. Dad, comma, I promise it's not the meds. Not the medication. Dad, comma, I promise not the meds. Dad, angels just invaded my room. I'm here to tell you whatever God has done for me, if you had a different outcome during COVID, God bless you in eternity. We had the same identical outcome, but I want you to hear me right now in this chapter of your life, you're about to see God supernaturally show up in your family like you've never seen God. I'm prophesying to somebody right now. You need to put a smile on your face. You need to put a shout on your lip and a praise in your heart because you're about to see God show up in your family, with your children, in your marriage, in your... If this is you, lift up your hands and I dare you to say God's about to show up. The moment it becomes impossible, it officially belongs to God. The moment it becomes impossible, it officially belongs to God. The next day, the doctor calls me up and I speak to the doctor better yet and I go doctor what's going on doctor says the famous words Mr. Rodriguez comma Mr. Rodriguez I can't explain it anybody ready for I can't explain it and any kings are you ready for people to say I can't explain it but everything turned around in your favor and you're about to see the breakthrough you've been praying for and fasting for and hoping for 24 hours doctor says i can't explain it your daughter is no mr rodriguez i can't explain it not only is your daughter gonna be all right she's no longer on a ventilator and i went what now ventilator you usually go off the ventilator you still have some sort of oxidation right from there you go to a little bit of air from there you go to she went your daughter i can't explain this your daughter's breathing on her own you know you that's like saying you went from a prius to a maserati i mean do you follow what i'm saying (laughs) you skipped the whole thing you skipped like everything and she's breathing on her own she went, you need, we picked that girl up. We picked her up, her whole family. We're Latinos. So we put a thousand people in a car. 
we picked her all up. The whole fam was in, was in the SUV and we picked her up. We picked that girl. Now, I'm not going to tell you she walked in. No, she didn't. She was in a wheelchair. She, was, she just almost died. She went from almost dying. Now she's in a wheelchair. We picked her up. We put her in the thing. We put her in the vehicle. That girl walks into the vehicle. her to the vehicle. We go. We look at her. We're thinking we're, we're all, everybody's crying. And we're going like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And she comes out with this ridiculous answer. Just drive. So we started driving, 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 driving. We end up on a lake aiming towards Lake Tahoe and, and then she says stop right there and we're thinking well you might as well listen and mom and I are now looking at each other like maybe it is the meds you know what I'm saying <laughs> so we stop at the lake we get to the lake we are at the lake and we get to the lake she gets to the lake we get and she starts no longer a wheelchair she starts walking on her own and now, now she's walking now she's not running now I'm gonna be honest integrity is everything she's she's like this and we're going like oh wow we're looking at each other like should we help her should we carry her should we go leave her alone leave her alone let her be let her be she's a millennial don't touch them let them be so 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 let them you know so she, she's walking she's walking we this massive lake right next to Lake Tahoe aiming towards Lake Tahoe she keeps on walking the kids are with her the baby's here the husband's here the parents are here she's walking she's walking she goes through the little thing she's no longer on the path she's walking we're looking going, where's she going she goes she looks at the lake and we're going like no she's not Señor Padre que es esto la mente se le fue de la muchacha aquí en el momento que pasó she gets to the edge of the lake we're looking at each other going like she's not going to do it she's not going to do it please Lord Jesus she's not going to do it she looks around like if it was thing she looks around and she goes like oh she dives in dives in comes back out doesn't swim see now she, I could say she no she did it she just dove in turned around soaking wet she went I'm alive I need you to get ready. Your family's about to come out of the glory and the presence of God. Oh, I feel the Lord right about now. I need you to get ready to see your children and your children's children step into the river of God's glory and God's presence. And they're about to go, I am alive. Stand with me. You are standing. I'm alive. Because there's a mantle. Because Pastor Eva Rodriguez from Rio Piedras, Puerto Rico, and, and a kid named Sam Rodriguez who doesn't deserve anything God has given me. I'm just a kid from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and God, this is, I don't know why, unbeknownst to me, he picked him. I asked him, why me? Are you kidding me? He, out of his sovereignty and out of his grace he placed a mantle and that's what my children will inherit not our drama not our trauma not our pain and not our past not our broken dreams and disappointments not our fear, anxiety or depression but our children and our children's children will inherit our mantles a faith in the centrality of Christ, a commitment to biblical orthodoxy, to never quenching the Holy Spirit, to living a life of integrity and holiness, pursuing Christ, and filling the earth with the glory of the risen Christ. And with that mantle, God will make a way. With that mantle, God will make you more fruitful than ever before for his namesake. And with that mantle, he will fill your house and your children with oil. 
Heavenly Father, you did it for Elijah. You did it for Elisha. Do it for us. For thine namesake. Everything in the name of Jesus, Colossians 3.17. Everything for the glory of Christ. If you come in agreement, raise your right hand. If you really come in agreement, raise both hands. Repeat after me. This is by faith, through Christ. Repeat after me. With this mantle, I declare the following. My heart is healed. My mind is sound. My soul is blessed. My family is chosen. My body is healthy. My words are anointed. My walk is righteous. My praise is dangerous. My destiny is unstoppable. My life is Emmanuel. My all is Christ. If you believe what you just prayed, now give him the best praise you've given him this entire year. As I pass to Dr. Morocco, I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to keep yours truly in your prayers. If you can pray for Samuel Rodriguez and pray for me. And, matter of fact, if you can commit to praying for yours truly, raise your hand. If you can't, don't raise your hand because I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to harass you at 3 o'clock in the morning if you're not praying for me. <laughs> keep us in your prayers and everything that God is opening up from Hollywood to Washington to so many things and just keep us in your prayers. It's all for his glory. We know it's all him, but it comes with a lot of different other items. So keep us, if you know what I mean. So, yes, yeah. So keep us in your prayers. Keep us in your prayers. I would love you each to pick up a copy of your mess, God's miracle. God already made it into a number one best. He blessed the living daylight out of it. It's not for the purpose of selling more copies. The message was on Fox News. Some of you all saw me on Fox. And it went viral talking about your mess, God's miracle. Uh, you can see it on my Instagram account or Facebook. You can follow me there. But just follow it. And it went viral that, that moment with Fox News. Pick up a copy of Your Mess, God's Miracle. Go to Amazon, purchase a copy. Go back there and get a free copy of Power for Your Day, a devotional I wrote in last year. So get a copy of Your Mess, God's Miracle and get a free copy of Power for Your Day. And get a copy for your children and your children's children. It will bless them indeed. Our movie's coming out June 9th on Disney and Hulu. It's called Flaming Hot. Watch that movie. Not every single word is endorsed by me. It's a PG movie. Nothing you know, really majorly inappropriate. There are some words in the Spanish vernacular that are not approved by Samuel Rodriguez. Uh, but as the producer, once you give it to the studio, they do whatever they want with it. But the story is still full of faith and hope and power and transformation. So watch that movie June 9th. Keep us in your prayers. Pray for me. My wife has an attitude. And... Um, <laughs> I, I believe in setting people free. I do. And her shoe addiction will be somehow confronted somehow. God will set her free. I love y'all. You're amazing. You really are. Let's do one thing together, by the way. In Jesus' name. Let's go change the world. God bless you and God keep you.